Hello and welcome to the Humane Story Podcast with me Smita. This podcast is about stories that shape change makers and about stories they stir. To know more about the purpose of this podcast and how each episode is structured, do check out the trailer. You are tuned into the fourth episode of the series and today we'll chat with Mahesh Yagnaraman. If there's one word that encapsulates Mahesh's story, it's energy. Energy is very palpable when one is around Mahesh and coincidentally that's the space in the corporate world where he started his social entrepreneurship. Mahesh is now powering journeys of many social entrepreneurs as country director at Acumen. Let's hear from him about the sugary story from the field that's etched deeply in his heart about how one can make a difference to communities in need while being on the job and about his privilege of indirectly serving the underprivileged. Hi Mahesh, thank Hi. you so much for having this conversation with me. Absolutely, thank you so much for this. Yeah. Uh let's start with the why Mahesh, why is it that you do what you do? Yeah, see currently I am working in Acumen and uh what why I do what I do is I think I get such a if I could call it very simply I'll use a word it's a cliched word but it's a privilege. Uh when I say privilege I genuinely say this from a place of uh, sincerity because i get to actually work and interact with social entrepreneurs who are really making change and uh, i can see that happening in several of them models and you can just get to see so much of that uh, which is one side where we do our investing work on the other hand we work on deep personal transformation through acumen fellowship which is with the work with the acumen fellows uh we call one of them investment in equity the other one we call it as investment in character and the second one is absolutely mind blowing because it's even more diverse you have for profit entrepreneurs non profit entrepreneurs uh you have co-founders you have uh, people from the government people from activism everyone who comes in and we kind of work on their leadership journey not just not something about how they drive their mission no it's about their own inner journey that's what we work on and uh after when i see them doing what they do and having that and being just part of that is hugely energetic personally for me at this stage i didn't realize it could be so much as what it it gives me so i think uh, seeing the joy of uh, working with people who are doing so much is what personally gives me the energy at this stage i don't i'm not a doer so that way currently and because we are only enabling in both these work i am enabling and i think it's just a phenomenal opportunity to have that uh, uh, being there but still not even doing it right so but to be to see so much i think it's just uh, exhilarating right it's accelerating so many people's journeys mahesh so yeah. yeah mahesh when did you encounter the pivotal moment in your life after which nothing was the same again Yeah I think uh, I was a fairly standard corporate person chasing promotions and career moves and all that I worked in Unilever first then in a, another multinational British Petroleum I was doing that I think the change happened when uh, BP which was my company British Petroleum uncharacteristic uncharacteristically I would say decided to come to India and try out a fairly uh, I would call it social business initially it was about cookstoves and they were looking for somebody to come and lead and set up that company uh i think 
that particular move which happened and series of events which happened after that has been the biggest change for me what happened was i was kind of i was some global director of marketing insights doing something in bp and this opportunity came something told me that i wanted to come and try this and in fact i was not even the first person selected they wanted to get someone with more was run businesses in india and also i didn't even get selected but the first person who got selected left in 20 days so so then they came to me and saying are you still interested i said of course i'm not having an ego that i didn't get selected first so i, I was the second one uh but that was such a change for me because what it was was trying to bp was trying to see that can you establish a very mass market business it was purely business idea but it was about doing cooking cook stuff in a business for poorer people because okay. of that and that whole experience of working with that population changed my mind because it changed me very deeply in two ways one is all the marketing all the gyan i had got in doing business regularly i think it all had to be thought very differently first of all in a context where uh, we wanted to understand how poor make their choices and how they will pay or not pay and if what's a product which will make it good for them i think it was a real test so it was intellectually a big test that was number one number two the word impact there was nothing i mean nothing else was more impactful even though we were selling a product we could see what change it was making in their lives we could see that several level, levels so i mean i had not seen that of course every consumer product i was in unilever or whatever, so if you make a soap somebody feels good it's all impact loosely called people are happy mm. but here one could see what it was doing to their lives at different levels i think that was a most transformative moment for me after that i have been i ran and, and there has been a very interesting journey that uh, bp after doing all this wanted to shut it and go away and i took over the business business myself and became an entrepreneur and ran with it as a business for 7 8 years succeeded and failed also mm-hmm. then afterwards tried to pivot it a little bit it was very hard to do I've done this whole journey of being an entrepreneur, and then so we had an opportunity to sell and exit the company, sell the company to a large company, and then afterwards I've come to document. But my journey shifted a lot because of that. I think that whole experience of working uh, in rural and peri-urban markets of India was the most pivotal time. I would call it like that. Mm-hmm. Though it was very hard afterwards to make a business out of it, and I learned a lot. But I was mad and passionate to try it as an entrepreneur. I was not even a natural entrepreneur. So I became one accidental entrepreneur, as they call it. And afterwards, today I just love to work with people who are uh, entrepreneurial, whether they are. Now it doesn't matter to me for profit, non-profit, and all. But at that time, I was mainly working on the for profit. Right. So when you say that you have not worked in the sphere, you have gotten that experience of being like a pseudo social entrepreneur yourself that appealed to your uh, mind and heart uh, in many ways. that that's a very interesting story um, I, but what is that one story from the field that's like etched in your memory forever yeah yeah that story keeps coming to my mind because i remember this very well because it was one of those early days we would we used to make a cook stove and uh, cook stove as you know i mean in a, even now but for uh, 10 years back many of the women don't use cook stove they use uh, uh, just a wood and they burn right so it's like it's got several levels number one it's inefficient it doesn't give energy number two it has effect on their eyes and their chest lungs they all have uh, infection and there many of them get cataract in 40s right. these are the effect of the thing so those are all not known to them mm-hmm. except the smoke and all which is uncomfortable that's all up immediately comes to them mm-hmm. so the product what we had was a stove and we also used to supply a fuel along with it we were not just giving stoves till then 
There have been a lot of programs, even today it goes on, people just distribute stuffs. Our idea was how do you make it up something which they are able to use as a product and they don't feel it's a hand-me-down or a free product, free given, freebie given. Uh, so we sold the product and we used to sell the fuel and we used to do customer visits so that we understand what is going on and all the time trying to take feedback. So I remember one of those customer visits, uh, I walked into a house, a small, uh, small house in uh, Maharashtra in, in uh, Osmanabad and the, probably the size of the house would be this and this, this small size kitchen also in a corner. And there was, as soon as I entered, I saw our stove was there. It's called Urja. I was feeling very good about it. Oh, our stove is there. And, and there was this old lady who was sitting. And as soon as I came, they introduced this person as comes from all the drama which happens. And this uh, lady, she could barely see because she already had cataract. And she kind of looked at, she just saw me. I mean, whatever she could see. She said, wait. And she kind of took out a, a dabba from the top. From there, she pulled out a small handful of sugar in her hand and just gave it to me like that. <laughs> just, she gave me sugar in my hand like that. I mean, out of something which had done to me. I just didn't know how to handle it. It was one of the most emotional moments. Even now, when I think about it, it moves me a lot because it made a difference to her. I mean, she bought a product, it was a, it was a consumer, but she felt so happy to hand over that sugar to us as a gesture. So I think I just carry that. I think that is one of the most... Uh, particular things, uh, particular memory I had, but I also learned from them, many of them that, uh, uh, you know, we used to think, okay, smoke and all that, and what is this helping you? We always wanted to get the answer as to, you know, does it cook better with this versus that? They will come and say, it cooks faster, that's what we want, and we like it. Why? Because then we have more time, I don't want to be in the kitchen and cooking more. So these are kind of things we picked up from there, which you would otherwise, why? Because I don't want to, and what will you do? We would think, okay, will you sit with your child? No, I will watch TV. Mm. They would say that, and there's nothing, I mean, those are things you don't think they would say. But they said, I don't, I want some time. Otherwise, I'm six hours in the kitchen because it takes so long. Yeah. This is cooking faster, that's why I like it. So cooks faster was never a message we had. We kept thinking cleaner, 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 mm. right? That's what it's doing. Mm. But for them, the value was it cooks faster. So those are... I mean, insights you get, which otherwise, I mean, that is kind of those are the thing. But the moment is that moment I still can remember that lady is like a photograph in my mind. She did that. Yeah. Wow. Like she gave you the mitha that she could. Yeah. It's very moving. Mahesh, who is your role model? I don't, I don't uh, mean to sound uh, arrogant when I say that. I don't have one particular person like that because I think... It has changed a lot and uh, different times of my life I've looked at the different things. Uh, when I was a ch I mean, child student in the early days, there was always someone like a very big figure, someone like a Gandhi and all because I, I just couldn't even fathom how could somebody do what he did. So, I mean, it starts like that, right? It was not a role model, it's more someone you looked up like that. But afterwards, honestly, I would say I started doing my work and all that. I mean. I didn't really have someone whom I was looking up to. I would be very honest in my professional career. So I really don't exactly have like that. Uh, I actually get quite moved by people who are doing simple acts of uh, which are role modeling. So I don't have these big names anymore. So uh, for example, I I mean, I'm very honest to say this, that I, I just sometimes phenomenally like the way my wife actually role models for example 
and uh, I mean she role models in the way she can actually fit anyone new she can make the person comfortable in five minutes without I mean, something she does so easily it's not that she's just social but she can actually connect in five minutes and talk to somebody and make the person feel very comfortable and similarly if someone is even the most different from her she will have no problem in connecting and something that I you know I, I just I'm very awkward I can't do all that so simple acts like that sometimes for me is because that breaks down barriers breaks down barriers and brings public people in and these are the things I look at I'm just giving one example similarly I'm talking my family because uh, it's sometimes easy to go kind of go out but uh, my daughter she practices inclusion in real sense at everything she does I mean it's something something she's got and I have no idea and she's super inclusive of anyone and that's what she practices and she's not doing this in in any labeled way she just does it and I, I'm blown away because I don't do that I'm not so inclusive and it just I just know the difference so I actually feel this role model question I've seen a lot of people doing it big people doing this all this right it strikes me much more when people around me do that and I am able to recognize that I'm not even doing that so I think that's the way I call themselves as role models and my fellows wow there are role models there I can keep taking I'll take half an hour to tell you there are so many of them and uh, I mean they all do not just the phenomenal work they do how, how they think about the issues what they think deeply about so I I can I think I can think of a couple of them there are there is a there's a there's a person called Uttara who runs a organization called Buzz Women in Bangalore she's our fellow it's got over 100,000 they do financial literacy as a as a work she does and uh, she is a powerhouse she I mean not only is she a phenomenal nonprofit found founder she also actually has uh, a family which and she has a, uh, a child who, who's got a child with some uh, learning uh, ability and uh, she manages all that and she can just inspire people who are hundreds of women to kind of take on literacy because she thinks uh, it's important and how she shows up for all that and how she's present she's she's one person I really look up to and uh, there's similarly several others there's uh, there's a girl called Gayatri who's working in Delhi. Uh, her role is to bring people in and around Gurugaon who are in so paternalistic family uh, and breaking the barrier. So she kind of moves them. She does killing and tailoring. But that's she uses that as a mechanism by which women are able to break the pattern because traditionally tailoring are all done by men at a certain level. If you go to master G's are always men. Right. So she has made the master G's all of them are women. Mm. And how the change she's brought and how she kind of talks about it. They're, these are people I think uh, they are, they inspire me a lot. I think there are lots of them that like fellows. As I said, I can keep talking a lot of fellows. So I wouldn't do that. But I think there are so many models in and around me. Right. So I don't have a big role model. So that is a big answer to that. I couldn't give one word to one person. Of course, my CEO is a phenomenal role. If I could call that any advice, Jacqueline is a, mm. is a unbelievably powerful individual. Yeah. Yeah. So you're definitely very thoughtful, you uh, Mahesh. But if you had to describe yourself in three adjectives, what would those be? <laughs> wow. Okay. Three adjectives. That's easy. Short words, right? Uh, I don't know how to put that into one adjective. I would call it as a 
trait or something, courage of conviction. I mean, I will call that I have a high courage of conviction. Once I have it, I'll have a courage to kind of pursue that. That's, I don't know what you call that. Uh, not doggedness or uh, something, but it's more courage of conviction. I really carry that very well. Second is, I think, um, second adjective would be, yeah, I'm very sincere. Once I'm getting on to something, I would not take on something. Once I'm taking on, I'll be very, very sincere to it and take it to the end and not be just casual about it. I won't come in. So, and uh, yeah, third is I'm very committed to whatever I do. I, I mean, they sincere and commitment sounds the same. So I will give you a different one, third one. So that'll be the yeah, sincere, committed is second one, third one. Yeah, I think probably uh, uh, vague sense of humor, I don't know what to call that. And that's a, a, a satirical or something. Yeah, I can be that. Yeah. That's a wonderful skill to have. <laughs> Connects people really well and quick. Um, Mahesh, where would you like the world to head to? Like five, ten years down the line. It's such a hard question to think about in the current times when we are where we are. Five, ten years is very short, so I wish I can be more hopeful than... Uh, but I think we still have to be hopeful because if one is not, then you will perpetuate what one has. Uh, I only wish uh, the level of polarity... I'm talking only five years, I'm not talking very long. The level of polarity which has got created in the last five, ten years, in many parts of the world, including India, in terms of the narrative, how things have got very divisive, divided and divisive, if there's a shift back on that, I think every other issue will start to get better. I think nowadays, anything, whether it's pandemic or vaccination or it's climate change or it is even Ukraine war, everything is becoming so polarized in terms of either you're here or you're here. That I think it's just become very strong in the last 10 years. And I genuinely hope there is some bridging of that which happens that and I have a feeling if that happens there will be much more hope for many of the other things which I one wants to see which is improvement probably in climate change improvement in people back I mean after descending back into poverty so many people in India they have to come back all those are issues that thing goes away in five ten years I think five ten years we have a lot to do if you ask me there's one thing I would pick I would really like to see that because between 2000 one to 2014, India really lifted a lot of people out of poverty. But last two years, we have pulled them back into it because of poverty. I think the big thing I would like to see is in five, seven years, can that shift as a specific action. But I feel the overall narrative in which we are all living, that needs to change for a lot of this to become very inclusive. I think we just divided the people even more in this period. I think that's a big thing in my mind. Yeah, that's kind of um, aggravated the inequality. Yeah, absolutely, I think. Mahesh, like, how should one think about starting on this journey of contributing to the society? Um, what would your advice be to our listeners who have the passion to make a difference but don't know how to start? You're a master at that, right? With the no, Acumen <laughs> Fellows. Yeah, I think uh, there are, I mean, today with the uh, internet and all that, so much is available. So I, I just... I think it's quite easy to do. See, there are, nowadays there are even companies, people are working in companies, companies are giving, companies have a CSR program, a very simple way people can start. I'm talking about people who are not 
standard in the journey because those people will know how to find out. Suppose somebody is working in a some corporate cognizant or I'm just taking a random company name on Infosys or something. One could wonder what it is or what is the opportunity. I think all of them have CSR programs and all. Many of them have opportunity to volunteer. If you check it, some of them force it. For example, there are good companies which actually expect for every CSR program, many people should participate. That is a forced one. I don't know how people react to that. But I think there are opportunities. If they are interested, that is one way to get to know. It's the easiest way to know something could be a place to start. Otherwise, I think internet is so much resources. There are uh, uh, so many organizations today which are doing it. There are some very well-known in India. For example, if they want to know, there is a for example, Teach for India. It's a well-known brand. What they do is well-known. It could be one thing which people could look up at. But I think it can be that. And more importantly, I think contributing, giving, I also don't want to elevate it too much. Because uh, somewhere along you would see that in your family and all that. How do you kind of, uh, if I could use a word, I think that way there are organizations, I mean not organizations, movements like this and all can help where it's more socialized. But I think if people are starting, I feel it has to be internal somewhere. But the things are available. Let's say 10 years, 15 years back when I was growing up, I had to totally earn a job and become something. There was nothing about contributing to society. That, that conversation did exist. Of course, we, we used to do our charity at home, all that was there, but it was not something about that. I think now that conversation is more there and I have a feeling access is available. So I don't see starting anyway, even the smallest way is an issue. I think it doesn't mean that people have to straight away start contributing some money and all. It could be with time. I think the best thing to start doing is with time. I think money comes later. Yeah. I feel if people can start giving time. Uh, I think that can make a big difference. I have seen this at several levels. For example, there are children, school, college kids who need mentoring, who need to figure out how to do. There are organizations which do that, which just, you can just sign up for mentoring college kids. Nothing else in terms of what they want to follow. Yeah. Small things, how to advise them. There are so many ways to get engaged. I feel the opportunities are phenomenal today. Hmm. Uh, I mean, I didn't have even 5-10% of opportunities which uh, are available today. I think starting with time is what I would think. What time can you give to whatever appeals to you? And how to find what appeals to you is a harder one. So you may have to do some shopping for it. Find out the CSR in the company or anyone else who's, uh, who's in the sector. So each one of your community is now very big, 10,000. You, you talk to any of them, you will get insights on how to contribute. So I think that's a very great starting point, for example. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, giving one's time also gives one that experience. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I would start there personally. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Mahesh, for this. Uh, it was so very, much. very insightful. Uh, thank you so much for sharing thank your you time and you thoughts with us. Okay. Thank you. Okay. I hope what Mahesh shared energized you. Here are some of my takeaways from the interaction. One, you can also be a catalyst for a change maker. Two, one can get creative about where and how to contribute. And three, a story is powerless without its context. What were your takeaways? If you find this podcast valuable, do spread the word. It'll keep me going. Until next time, do good and be good.